On this episode, we share our top 10 Disney ride cameos at Walt Disney World. Today is January 11th, 2022, and this is episode 425 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey, guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, go out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. And then if you hit that subscribe button, you'll get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. But if you want even more content, including in-park, resort, at-home live streams, discounts on Main Street Magic merchandise, uh, we will be live streaming a lot this weekend from the opening of Festival of the Arts and a three-day weekend down there at Disney World. Uh, You can go to wonderlandcrew.com, check out our Patreon group, learn more, and sign up. And if you're getting ready to plan that next Disney or Universal vacation, maybe go on a cruise or pretty much travel anywhere else in the world, visit msmears.com to learn more about our wonderful travel partner, Melissa Pilgrim with Ears of Experience, and fill out a form for a free quote. So today's episode is going to be about uh, ride attraction cameos in Walt Disney World from famous actors that you maybe weren't expecting to show up. Um, that's actually the, the idea came from our listener, Susan, who heard an episode that the Diz did about this. Awesome. Uh, I know Lou Mangello and, and WW radio have done one. I have not listened to either of those, oh. so they wouldn't infiltrate our thoughts. Okay. Um, but we're going to go through this list. I did have a little bit of help from our friend, Adam Elmers over at the mouse and more podcast. Cause I sent him my list and was like, does this look right? Am I missing anything? And so we kind of went back and forth a little bit. Nice. Um, you know I like my rules, and so I have set some up for us. Okay. We're not including any um, you know, closed or past rides. Okay. So we're not going to talk about how amazing Gary Sinise was in Mission Space <laughs> or Ellen in Universe of Energy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we that could was probably good. do a separate episode maybe um, on you know, maybe past ones. That would be pretty cool. Um, we're also not going to include what I'm going to call obvious, like uh, Aerosmith showing up in Rock and Roller Coaster isn't a cameo. You're going in an Aerosmith ride, right? right. Or Billy Crystal, you know, as the voice of Mike Wazowski in Laugh Floor, right? Or Johnny Depp on Pirates of the Caribbean, because again, you're expecting that, right? Okay. Yeah. And that, of course, also just goes, you know, kind of like Johnny Depp and, and um, Billy Crystal, Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts, things like that. Mm-hmm. Rod Serling and Tower of Terror. They're playing their part in a ride that has to do with that part or movie. Okay. So those do not count. Okay. All right. And just to make this a little more fun and kind of, uh, I guess, maybe refresh some people's memories mm-hmm. of the rides and attractions. Uh, what we're going to do is Rhonda will go uh, through our list and she will talk about what the attraction is, where it's located, uh, and who the ride cameo is. We'll take a brief pause and actually play a clip from that cameo. So you get a little bit of audio and you can kind of match it up and be like, oh yeah, now I remember that person or whatever. Um, and then we'll come back and discuss our thoughts on it, why it kind of ranks where it does. Um, but first, we are going to do two attractions that are an honorable mention. Uh, what is the first one, Rhonda? Uh, is Canada Far and Wide, and this is in Epcot. 
And this is Catherine O'Hare and Eugene Levy. Canada has remained a cultural mosaic, a place where you can keep and nurture your language and traditions while embracing the future. All of which has made Canada one of the most diverse, modern, and natural places on the globe. So settle in as we take you on a journey far and wide across five regions, six time zones, and 5,700 miles. So this is just, I wanted to talk about this in the next one because I think these are major, major actors and actresses. I mean, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy are are well-known, beloved, you know, uh, Delia Dietz. Yeah, well, Schitt's Creek most recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Delia Dietz, of course, Beetlejuice. They both worked on a ton of those mockumentary films that they're a part of, like Best in Show, A Mighty Wind. Um, Of course, Eugene Levy as the, the father in American, American Pie. Pie. I, I, we've said this before. If they had utilized these incredible actors, they'd never show up on screen. Yeah. You don't get a true sense of their voice because I feel like it's just so plain. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that Disney doesn't own any rights to Shit's Creek, but imagine if they had come on as Moira and Johnny Rose, even those voices. <laughs> like, right. I just think they so underutilized them. Yeah. And it makes that show absolutely boring. Yeah, I agree. They could have done something better and then it would be fun and then it would have been enjoyable. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go back to Martin Short, when he did this show, uh, the O Canada show, he showed up on screen. That's right. Like they could have at least had them, I think, on screen. And the exact same thing goes for our next attraction. Which is Awesome Planet. And this is also at Epcot with Ty Burrell. Hang on, hang on. It's still under construction, but it has plenty of potential and its value will only increase over time. Look what four billion years of remodeling did for the place. (laughs) Nice, huh? And this thing was built to last. And of course, Ty Burrell is best known as Phil Dunphy uh, on yeah. the ABC sitcom That's Modern right. Family. Yeah. Uh, Disney owns ABC. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't show up on screen. Yep. If you didn't know that's who it was, I feel like it would take you a few to kind of figure out. Um, I wish they could have used it as Phil Dunphy in a sense, like he was still playing that part. Yeah. And I think you would have noticed it more. Um, I think his voice is very distinctive, though. It, it is, but I, but I think I it's- pick it up. You think you would pick it up even if you walked into, if you had no previous knowledge and you just walked into Awesome Planet? Like, that's my only thought is. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I did. Did you? Yeah, because you probably didn't know ahead of time. Right. And you're like, isn't that the guy from Modern Family? Um, I'm 90% sure I did that. A lot of people have said that um, that character reminds them of me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if that's a compliment or not. (laughs) If you watch the show, I love that character. I don't know if it's a compliment or not, though. (laughs) I'd like to think maybe that it is. All right. Enough about honorable mentions. Uh, Let's get into our actual top 10, which we have ranked in order. We'll give you some reasons why. Kick us off, Rhonda, with number 10. This is Rock and Roller Coaster. This is at Hollywood Studios. And this is Alina Douglas. Okay, okay, I'll make it happen. Now get out of here. I hate all of you. Have a nice time. Hi, Sal, it's me. Listen, I'm going to need a bigger car. Make it a stretch. In fact, make it a super stretch. Great. 
And Alina Douglas, uh, probably best known, she was in several episodes of Six Feet Under, but she and number nine, they're those actors and actresses that you see and you go, I recognize that person. I have no idea what their name is, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen them in a ton of different projects. Yes. Right? And then I, then you can't pinpoint which ones they are. Right. right. Like, I couldn't tell you another single thing that she's actually in. And I know I've seen her in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but it is funny to see her with, you know, Aerosmith and the way they interact and how she is as the agent of theirs and gets us a limo. And then that's when we go into the. Um, and, yeah, and that's, you know, that's why, I mean, she falls on this list is because the I think the job she actually does in there is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she does a wonderful job acting. She is right there with Aerosmith. She gets us our limo, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, that she maybe should be swip swapped with our number nine, and maybe this one should have come in at number 10. So maybe we make an executive decision to flip flop these. So we'll keep her at yeah, number nine. Maybe because... And then let's go to number 10. And who is who is that? Because we're sticking around at Rock and Roller Coaster. Yep. Rock and Roller Coaster, Hollywood Studios. And this is Ken Marino. Now, I'm not even sure if he has a speaking part in this. I think he might say, like, yeah, or right. I got that. Or right. I don't know. Because he's doing all the message board sound stuff, right? <laughs> message board sound stuff. Yes. That's, well, what, we'll, there that's and... what we'll go with. Okay. He is. He is the sound producer or sound engineer uh, for Aerosmith in this this bit. And I mean, again, I think he makes the list because he's so recognizable, even though you don't know who he is. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense, but yes. I know. But there's, I'll have to, I'll actually have to look it up. Uh, My good friend Matt sent me an image the other day, and actually Ken Marino might have been on it. It was nine actors and like actresses, and it was like the, I recognize who they are but could never tell you their name starter pack. And you oh, look at yeah. him and you're that like, sense. oh my gosh, I recognize every one of these people mm-hmm. and I don't know who any of them are. Yeah. Um, if you're probably around our age or close, you might know Ken Marino most from a cast member, being a cast member on MTV's The State. Hmm. But again, he just pops up everywhere. Yeah. I always get him um, confused though with, uh, what is it? Nathan uh, Fillion? Fillion? Yeah. yeah. From Firefly, who is another one. That if you see him, you're like, I know exactly who that guy is. I can't really pinpoint what he's from. Right. Unless you were a Firefly fan. I was not. I just no. happened to to know who he is, though. Okay. All right. We're going to move away from Rock and Roller Coaster, and mm-hmm. we're going to move on to our number eight. We are going over to Epcot, and this is Journey into Imagination with Eric Idle. Our first stop is the Sound Lab. We'll begin by testing your hearing with a series of tones. Left ear, right ear. Left, right. What? This is odd. Eric Idle, uh, if you do not know who he is, you're definitely younger than us. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like people that are our age and then older you know, kind of grew up in that mighty, mighty Monty Python era, um, which he is most known for spam a lot, things like that. I was never a Monty Python fan or any of those. No, but I know what that is. Yeah, actually. And, and, and you know who he is when you see him. Yeah. You know, um, if you are younger than us and you didn't know who he was basically outside of journey into imagination Mm -hmm. and you were on Twitter, you were probably part of the uproar when people were asking him about, figment and and a new ride and things um and he basically claimed that he didn't even remember doing that attraction 
Oh my god! Or really, almost who Figment was. Got a ton of backlash, and then he tweeted, which I shall edit, uh, for very stupid people. When we film these things, the animated little effer isn't really there. And people were not happy about that one. Oh, I bet not. So if they redo Journey into Imagination, I don't think I don't Eric Idle is going to get a call back. Nope. But he does. Wow. He, he's your perfect, you know, British <laughs> scientist guy that mm-hmm. works very well in this attraction in that, especially that, you know, that opening scene as you're coming oh, through yeah. and he pops yep. up on the screens. Um, again, does a wonderful job. I think the only reason we put him kind of far up at eight or again, far down, I don't want to get into that conversation again, is the fact that he called Figment an animated little effer that kind of knocked him back. I think a few uh, yeah. notches, maybe he should have been number 10. Um, all right, let's move on to our next one. And we are going over to Animal Kingdom and we're going to ride Dinosaur with Wallace Langham. Hello there. Welcome to our little trans-dimensional joyride, folks. I'm Dr. Seeker, your friendly controller and a heck of a paleontologist, if I do say so myself. But let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you and how you can help me make history today with the time rover. It's like this. If I can bring you back from the Cretaceous period, it stands to reason that I can bring back a live dinosaur with you. Dr. Seeker. Yeah. Uh, This, I think, might be uh, one of... Out of our top two, this one and the next one, I think are very, very obscure, often actors. Uh, you may know him as David Hodges on CSI. We certainly recognize him yes, from that. Absolutely. Uh, of course, you know, he was older in that. <laughs> so again, you go into Dinosaur and you're like, I recognize that guy. Mm-hmm. Who is he? And then it, it, it kind of hits you. Um, he was also head writer on the groundbreaking HBO series, The, Landy, the Larry Sanders Show. Um, oh. So again, head writer there. But Dr. Seeker is the best, right? Yeah, he does the he does the best with like all of the um telling how to like what we're going to do, how we're going to ride the ride and everything like that. And Kaylin, I love it. She always like mouths yeah. the exact same words that she lip syncs the entire pre-show mm-hmm. every time not out loud we don't allow such a thing uh yeah i mean dr seeker is just so good he takes us on this adventure and like you were just saying the the acting that he does is so good because you take when you can take instructions mm-hmm. and make them interesting where you yes. want to pay attention to them that's important when you're telling people to keep your hands, you know, arms, feet and whatever inside a ride. When you're explaining, mm-hmm. he sets up the entire story to why you're going to get in this time rover, mm-hmm. why you're going to go back in time and look for a dinosaur and bring it back. Yep. And he does it in such a good way that I think it is very, very interesting. Yeah, um, like, Flash photography. I wouldn't. Yeah. It'll interrupt the homing beacon. And yeah. And then, of course, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this ride, I think, later. I, I think... I think as far as uh, and we've talked about pre-shows before and some of the best, this is this is up there with some of the best pre-shows as far as yeah, like setting this, up a ride yeah. you know nothing about. Yeah. You know, um, number six does it. Let's move on to that one. Yeah. And we're going to go over to, well, no, we're going to stay in Animal Kingdom yeah. and we're going to ride Flight of Passage with David Danapor. Okay. To get you flying on a banshee, we need to find each of you an avatar. Um, let's uh, prep the genetic sampling. I'm on it. Okay, um, first we need to find the compatible match of your genetic material with the genetic material of one of the avatar bodies that we already have. Once we do that, you'll be able to link 
to that avatar and uh, fly. If you're us, you probably know uh, David Danapore the most from the guy in the pre-show at Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. Because uh, many people know him from Westworld. Oh, we, didn't, okay. we never watched Westworld. Nope. He's a reverse cameo for us because we had ridden Flight of Passage countless times. Mm-hmm. We were watching uh, one of our favorite shows, The Good Place. We watched as a family. Yes. And I believe it was the season finale or it was the one right before. I think it was the, the second to last one where they're having that big party and they come to the realization of what they need to do in The Good Place to fix it. Mm-hmm. And who is in the crowd but the guy from Flight of Passage, yeah. as we know him. Yeah. And Lacey pointed him yeah. out. Yeah, and Lacey was like, that's the guy from Flight of Passage. It's like, oh my gosh, it really is. It is. And I've always I've always defended him because I do think a lot of people, he showed up and a lot of people just thought, did they just pull this guy off the street? Why does he keep saying, um, and uh? And why does he say, uh, fly? I've always said that I think that's how good his acting is. Yeah. He's supposed to act as a scientist who's in a lab all day, who all of a sudden they stick a camera in his face and they're like, hey, tell these people about what they're going to go through. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to be well rehearsed. He's going to stumble. He's going to mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? And they actually cut some of those out at one point and, and they shortened that video a little bit and took out some of the ums and the uhs and the pauses and the awkwardness. But I think the awkwardness is what makes it so good. Yeah, I agree. Again, let's talk about ride setups. Yeah. There may not be another, uh, a better ride set up than this. Do you think? Yeah. Because I'll never forget when we rode it the first time. I was nervous because I didn't know what to expect. And when he explained it all and watching everything, I was much more um, not nervous anymore. Like calm or whatever. Well, and you know, I, I think for... For some rides, you know, you can go into it and, you know, Avatar is one of those things. You you talk to somebody. There's three people. Mm-hmm. You say, what do you think of Avatar? You have person number one says, I've never seen it. <laughs> you have person number two who says, I absolutely love it. And you have person number three who says, it's the worst movie ever made. Like, I feel like there's not often in between. Which I person are it. you? Yeah, we actually really enjoyed it. I really love it. Like, I put it on one time at work before again and because it is a very long movie. Yeah. Um, but I love it. And then I think it was amazing to watch it and then to go into the, you know. Yeah, because we did, we watched it for the first time ever a week before we had the past preview mm-hmm. to go into Pandora. Yes. And, and I watched it though. I watched it years and years ago. Oh, you did? You, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. When it, I think when it first came out, I watched it. Then we watched it again. And then after I think Pandora or a couple, I don't know when it was, but I put it on at work again because I just, I don't know. I loved it for one, but for two, I mean, it, it is just amazing to be in Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. And that you can actually now walk into Mm -hmm. it. And again, what I love that they did with Pandora that many will argue, you know, was not done with Galaxy's Edge is putting you in the movie with recognizable Wizarding World. We've always said that, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people really do think, I mean, Batu Galaxy's Edge is amazing, but you don't walk into it going, I'm in the movie that I recognize because of right. these exact moments as right. you do in Pandora. Yeah. I think that this pre-show and, and David's acting and all is great for all three of those people. If you haven't seen it, it yeah. doesn't matter. You need no pre- 
knowledge ahead of time. Right. He's going to tell you exactly where you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. Correct. If you love the movie, you love this. I mean, you're of just going to be like, yay, I don't get to ride a banshee. Yes. If you hate the movie, I still think you can come in and you're like, I oh, don't want to see this stupid stuff. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm ready to ride a banshee. Let's do this <laughs> thing, you know? And it yeah. sets it up, I think, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um. Moving on to number five. We are going over to Hollywood Studios, and we're going to ride Star Tours with Patrick Warburton. And that's just an expression. And most creatures, including Gunders, get very mad if you pull their ears out. You, uh, look confused. Keep it moving and no funny business. If there's one kind of business I don't like, it's the funny kind. I mean, uh, you know, Patrick Warburton is is one of those actors that I don't feel like has ever gotten his lead. He did one. I mean, he did in The Tick. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the lead in that. But other okay. times he kind of plays secondary parts or smaller parts and he kills them. I mean, David Putty on Seinfeld, mm-hmm. one of the greatest characters I think ever. Uh, Jeff Bingham on Rules of Engagement. Mm-hmm. He is so good yes. in Rules of Engagement. That is a show, uh, underrated of, show. Yeah. That I don't think was given a long enough fair chance. That was probably one of my favorites with him. Oh, easily. I mean, he voices Joe Swanson on Family Guy. He's Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove. Mm -hmm. He is just outstanding. And I know we've talked about this before, but if you didn't know, you're probably thinking, where on earth is he in Star Tours? Because I started to say, I never knew until you told me. He is in the queue and he is the last robot that is kind of basically scanning, you know, when your name can show up there before you go and and they they give you the glasses and all. And he voices that robot, but they have modulated his voice so much that you can't tell it's his, which I'm disappointed. No. Oh, I still can't. You can pick out that it is his voice run through all these different filters and, and okay. modules and whatever. I'll try the next time we go. Try it next time. Just but really focus on it and you can just close your eyes if you, you have I'll to. I'll try. But I remember when you told me this and I was like, what? But because he's a robot, they've made his voice and that just to me and I love his voice. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to go out and see if there's the original, if you could find the original audio of his recording. Because yeah. obviously, I mean, he recorded it and then they gave it to a yeah. sound engineer or producer and they run it, you know, ran it through the ringer to make him oh, right. sound this way. I, it'd be neat just to hear or get to see him in the sound booth recording this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it it's, I, and I think sure it's just one of those coolest touches. I mean, again, he is he is very Disney, you know, I mean, with being crunk, right. with, you know, of course, being in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Might be the only repeat cameo that shows up on our list but let's move on we're going to stick with the star wars theme mm-hmm. and what is number four um we are going to oga's cantina which is not a ride no it is not the, but i i I'm, i think it still counts okay <laughs> and that is paul rubens as dj rex I hope I don't have to tell anyone who Paul Rubens is. Um, but again, if you are much younger, maybe I do. I didn't know. How did you not know? It is Pee Wee Herman. I didn't know his name. 
Like, yeah. I just know Pee Wee Herman. Do you remember when he got a lot of trouble for doing a thing in a movie theater that he should not have been doing? You at least probably heard that news. We'll talk totally. about it. We'll discuss it afterwards. Okay. it's not appropriate for a family no, I show. I loved Pee Wee Herman. In um, fact, I told your story the other day to these cute little kids because I was cutting his hair. Oh, jeez. And his hair um, for Christmas, well, I don't know if he got it for Christmas, but he had putty, <laughs> silly putty. Yeah. And he squished it into his hair and it did not come out. His mom had to work for about 45 minutes and then he got it, had to cut it out. Well... I start telling the boys, they're twins, that my husband has a similar story. <laughs> he watched Pee Wee Herman when he was young, and Pee Wee Herman wrapped tape around yeah, his head. Yeah, scotch tape all around tape. his head. Jeremy decided. Well, hold on, let me set this up. We were headed. We were, hold on, let me let me set this up a little bit. We were uh, the week after uh, we got out of school. Every year, we went to Myrtle Beach. With and met my mom's whole family there. So we were traveling to, keep the to Myrtle short Beach. Story short, because well, but. I told I did, the boys this whole part too. I did not have scotch tape handy. Uh-huh. So that is why. He had gum in his mouth and he decided to take the gum, stretch it out and wrap it around his head. <laughs> I was like six or seven, mm. teen. No, I was. And then, so we arrive. I think, I think I remember, yeah, a moment sitting in the back seat. We had a station wagon sitting in the back seat going like, oh no, <laughs> I've made a huge <laughs> mistake. And getting there, my mom was so mad. So they, I think they had to, if I remember, they had to cut it out. And then some of it, they put like ice on because it would harden it and it was easier to get out. And like, so I got a brand new haircut that summer. I don't know what that looked like. But yeah, I was probably like six or seven. So Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ Rex was was part of the original Star Tours. And then, of course, they they made changes, made it Star Wars, the advent, or Star Tours, the adventure continues. When they opened Galaxy's Edge and Ogus Cantina, they brought back DJ Rex with the voice of Paul Rubens, which again is one, if you really listen to, it's been run through lots of filters, you know, modulization, whatever. But when you really listen to it, close your eyes, you're like, that is Pee Wee frickin' Herman. All right. I'm going to have to, this is another one. Okay. We're going to have to go back to o- Ogus. We we will try this this weekend because I think we're doing Hollywood Studios on Saturday. Okay. Let's let's go through and and kind of... Check that out and see if you can recognize those. Okay. Um, next, we are going to move on to our number three, as people, I'm sure, are trying to guess what the top three are. Yes, and we are going over to Epcot, which is Skyline on over. Yes, we can, Hollywood. right from Hollywood. And we're going to ride Spaceship Earth, and we are going to hear Judy Dench. Like a grand and miraculous spaceship, our planet has sailed through the universe of time. And for a brief moment, we have been among its passengers. But where are we going? And what kind of future will we discover there? Surprisingly, the answers lie in our past. Uh, I mean, Judy Dench is probably one of the world's most famous actresses. She's a seven-time Academy Award nominee. She's won many awards. I'll be 100% honest with you. I probably could not pinpoint a single movie I've seen her I just in. I started to say, can you name Because one? she does a lot. She, she's done a lot of stuff. In, is she on, Judy Garland? And, no. No, that's Judy Garland. That's, they're two different people. Um, no. What, <laughs> what, um, Wizard of Oz, I meant. No. Okay. No. Um, she Again, she's recognizable. She did a lot of Shakespearean type stuff on stage, in movies, things. Like, just the movies that she tends to be in just aren't my style. Okay. But- I think there is a very, very small handful of voices that can narrate Spaceship Earth to this degree, and she 
is top three. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, again, people are always like, if they redid um, Spaceship Earth, who would you want? For me, it would be Morgan Freeman. Oh, um, yeah. But again, you talk about like legendary voice actor and actresses that, that aren't known for like doing animated stuff and voiceovers. You just right. know that voice and it's so iconic and classic. And she just absolutely kills it on Spaceship Earth. I need to ride Spaceship Earth again. We can do that. We can do that on Friday in between uh, some snacks and stuff. All right. Let's move on to number two, our only repeat person. We just spent a little bit of time talking about him. Where are we at? Mm-hmm. Um, we are still at Epcot and we're going to ride Soren and we're going to see Patrick Warburton. Next, fasten your seatbelts, inserting them into the buckle on your right. If smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat, just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. Nice work, pal. Again, we already talked about how you know him. You now know him from mm-hmm. Star Tours. Um, he, I mean, one of the most quotable pre-shows, These uh, Little yeah. Beauties. Nice yeah. work, pal. Yeah, I love this. He is I so love good watching in this part. him. Yeah. Like, I just, some of his facial experience, um, what he does, and it just, yeah, he's so good. Love him. And and again, another kind of wonderful setup, yep. just letting you know, hey, you're going yep. to go on this journey, kind of see all these things. Um, and yeah, again, I mean, talk about, heck, I'd let him narrate Spaceship Earth. Oh, 100%. He's got the same voice. Yeah. I, I saw him on um, um, Celebrity Family Feud. You did? He was on very recently with his family. He looks much older of course um so i don't know that he'd be doing the on he still looks great he just looks much older um had a had a gray mustache and some gray hair and yeah it was kind of crazy but you close your eyes and you're like that sounds like the same voice from 30 years ago you know or or 20 or whatever um so i I just think he's so good at this part it makes the ride like i would ride this ride just to see his pre-show yeah i would agree make Uh, sure you get um b yeah b B right. middle row. We like B middle row. A lot of people like B in the front, mm-hmm. the technically front row, which is the top row. I think that B middle mm-hmm. gives you the most perfect view. Then you get a straight. Did you know the Eiffel Tower is actually straight in real life? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know that from riding Soren for the past 10 years day, huh? or whatever. I hope so. All right. Number one, I actually think could come as a surprise to some people, but what are we looking at for number one? Uh, we do have a repeat ride. Yes, we are going back over to Animal Kingdom and we are going to ride Dinosaur with Felicia Rashad. I'm Dr. Marsh, director of the Dino Institute, and I hope you enjoyed those quaint exhibits in the old wing. That's how dinosaurs have been presented to the public since the study of fossils began over 150 years ago. Today, that bare bones approach is about to become extinct. In a perfect blending of science and technology, the Dino Institute has created the Time Rover. An amazing vehicle that will literally transport you to the age of the dinosaurs. Here's why this makes our number one. For me, cameos are, they need to have a wow moment. And she's a wow moment. Yeah. You're kind of yep. like, oh, wow, I did not expect that. Um, right. Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2, who literally shows up on screen for half a second because they cast him as the invisible guy. And you remember oh, when he falls yeah. and he hits the electric, it flashes his face for half a second. Yep. Um, it's been out way long enough and is on digital now that I can say Chris Evans and Free Guy. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when you that see these funny. and you go, you know what? I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah. I, first time I wrote Dinosaur, the last person I was ever expecting to see was Claire Huxley. And I remember you saying that because you were like, oh, she's from The Cosby Show. And I mean, I remembered too. Oh, yeah. I, I so. mean, and again, you know, this is going to be kind of one of our age factors. I, yeah. I don't know if you did. I mean, again, we were a suburban, you know, white family, but The Cosby Show was one of our favorite shows. It was that family yeah. show that we could all sit down and watch and absolutely love. Yeah. And she is so... She's so good. Good in yeah. it. Well, you know, it was one of those first shows where you all of a sudden had a mom who was strong and mm-hmm. had a high-paying career and also had to be a mother mm-hmm. and had to deal with this father who's very successful, but he's kind of a little goofy as well and right. you know i mean let's let's the kids eat chocolate cake for breakfast <laughs> um all things aside based on bill cosby as we know him today Aww. that show will always be iconic groundbreaking yeah. she'll be a groundbreaking character oh absolutely forever and she works really well with oh, it's so good yeah with wallace wallace langham yes. um you know dr seeker and it's just yeah when she just when she shows up first on screen you're like claire huxtable yeah. This is awesome. But she's the first one to show yes, up. Yes, she is. So, she is. And then Dr. Seeker. Last time we wrote it, there was a family next to us. So I guess it was their first time ever. And one of them was like, that's Claire Huxtable. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and, and neat. Almost every time we write it. Okay, here's another one. I don't know if we'll write it this week. And maybe we do. Stand in the back of the room and kind of just graze the crowd. And you can probably pick out people that are writing it for the first time when she shows up on screen yeah. by looking at like their face yeah. or their reaction. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason she gets our number one. Yeah. Um, you know, Dinosaur shows up twice. Yep. Patrick Warburton shows up twice. Yep. Rock and Roller Coaster shows up twice. Mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom gets absolutely snubbed. But again, Aww. you're looking at Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts. You're looking at Johnny yeah. Depp, you know, um, as Captain Jack Sparrow. So those just didn't fall within our parameters correct um i i yeah i, I love a good kind of cameo um in anything mm-hmm. uh, i uh, in the movies they're the absolute best if yes. you've not seen free guy i apologize but it's one of the best cameos you will ever see yeah when when he pops up it's so good again split seconds of it mm-hmm. that's like a true cameo yeah these are more like i guess unexpected actors yeah, <laughs> we correct. could say that. So, yeah. well, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we have a lot of back in the park content coming Woo-hoo. up as we head down Friday uh, for the opening of Festival of the Arts. Yay. Uh, we are going to be there with some friends, so we're hoping to get to try a lot of stuff. We are having our first ever Main Street Magic community meetup on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go out to the Main Street Magic community on Facebook and take a look there, you can find out more info on location and time or ask to join and you can get an idea as well of what's going on. Um, so we'll be doing a lot this week and we'll be there for three nights. We are staying at Town Place Suites um, mm-hmm. and one, we'll talk a little bit more about that and a new app that saved us over $300 this or weekend we booking. We do have to pay for that. <laughs> um, also, we want to wish a very happy birthday to who, whose birthday will be tomorrow when this episode comes out. Oh, our little Kaylin. She will be 14. Yikes. I know. How is that possible? I don't know. But, and uh, this will be kind of a, well, we're hoping this is going to be a celebratory trip. 
um, for a, a milestone that the podcast is hoping to reach here uh, in the next week. We'll talk about that some more and share info on that. Uh, also, this will be the girls' last Disney's Parks trip um, that we know of for a while. As we said before, uh, they have decided we will not renew their passes for 2022. But we um, will. We will be renewing ours. We will be renewing ours. We will be uh, looking at the Incredipass so we don't have any blockouts. Adding We're water adding parks. water parks. Photo pass. photo pass. Um, so I can't wait to get back to some water park content. Yes. Just give me Typhoon Lagoon. Woohoo. I want to go. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you get those brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And as long as you're out there, we would absolutely love it if you leave us a rating and review. Because it'll help our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.